Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going on this special episode? You know, this is my favorite episode of the year that we do. Really? Is that like weird? this even better than the recap one? Oh, well, yes, because you know why? Why? I'm not a zombie in this one. Fair point, fair point. I'm, I'm wide awake and I am feeling spry and I'm not exhausted. The there recap episode, I will not feel that way. I still can remember, I want to say Phoenix, Birmingham. There was one that, I mean, I felt like. I think an, it was Phoenix. I, I felt That's like. That's what we did in the lobby. Yeah, I felt like an absolute zombie. And I remember thinking after, I have no idea what I just said. No, that, that was Phoenix. Yes. Because yeah. we did it on the second floor or whatever, the fifth floor or whatever we were yeah, the pool where we was found outside that of table. the table. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Ta- that high top yeah. table over the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It and was we, were wild. Ex- we were just exhausted. And we like finished recording and we both just like sat there for another like 10, 15 minutes, not moving. Yes. Because we were so tired. Yep. Yeah. That was a rough one. So, so, so this nah. is your favorite. Anyway. Excellent. Yeah, it is. A lot better. So, because next week is the SBC annual meeting, Amy. The, the one, one week a year when we all get together. And we all see indeed. each other and we do business. And we That's should right. be excited for that. It's going to be kind of a crazy year, I think. Lots of things going on. And then also all of us, or a lot of us, all of us except for about a thousand are going to be really jet lagged. <laughs> so. Yes, this is true. I'm telling you, folks, if you, Amy's not joking on the jet lag thing. That is a real thing, especially if you're coming from the East Coast, like Amy. She's coming from the Eastern time zone. That three-hour difference will hit you hard. If you're flying in on Sunday, Monday night, you are going to be wiped out. Yeah. So just just know that going into it and uh, try to get on California time as quick as you can. And and good luck. Uh, naps are your friends on, uh, on Monday. That's so. right. All right. Well, Amy, hey, before we get in there, we want to thank our sponsor each and every year. You're going to see some stuff from them, hear some stuff from them in today's episode as well. Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. This June, thousands of Southern Baptists will gather in Anaheim for the SBC annual meeting. And Southwestern Seminary wants to see you there. Tickets are on sale now for their SBC Alumni and Friends Luncheon, which will take place on Wednesday, June 15th at noon. Make plans to reconnect with fellow alumni and catch up with Southwestern faculty. You can purchase your tickets at swbts.edu slash sbc22. That's swbts.edu slash sbc22. They're honoring, uh, was it Endel Lee and Jeff, Jeff Forge? Right? Although, as, right. as we have said, I think. Our petition went un- unnoticed. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I Jeff Orge, absolutely, absolutely great time great. to honor him, yes. but a missed opportunity to honor Leo Endell at the same and time as you honor Endell Lee. Always a fave. We have way too much fun with that. I right. know. I know. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see our friends from Southwestern. You'll see a lot from them at the annual meeting as well. And as all our seminaries, uh, be sure to visit them in the exhibit hall. We'll talk a little bit more about the exhibit hall later in the show. Some important info to start, okay? Uh, so we, we've got a few different pieces in this, so it's going to be a little different than our normal episodes, obviously. Uh, we've got five different sections. We're going to talk about some important messenger info, some main business that the messengers will be conducting, talk about some highlights in the schedule, some of the ancillary events to note, and then some things to do and see while you're in Southern California, including a few of the recommendations that I have as far as restaurants go, because I've been out there quite a bit over the last year planning and getting everything ready, had a chance here and there maybe to to visit some local eateries. So I got a few of those to recommend for you at the end. All right, 
So important messenger info, Amy, security this year will be increased. There's been a lot of uh, shootings lately. Uh, there's been a lot of reasons for us to increase our security out there in Anaheim. You will want to have your registration information or your badge on you at all times. That starts on Sunday afternoon. There's going to be a, a fence around the Anaheim Convention Center with security checkpoints that you'll have to go through. There won't be any bag checks or anything like that, but they will be checking for your registration information. So print out your pre-registration form, that email that you got, print it out, have that with you or have it up on your phone to be able to show the security guards to be able to get in and get your badge. So that is, if, if you don't hear anything else from today, hear that part. Always have your badge or your registration information. Very important. Okay. Yes. Yes. Very. There you go. That's kids that, you know, if you register them as guests, register everybody if you can. Even if you're like bringing kids that are five and six and eight years old or something, they're going to um, to the giant cow or whatever, register them as guests because you're going to need some uh, some information. So especially if you're, you've got teenagers or whatever, like Amy does, uh, that'll be there maybe moving around on their own. Just let them know that uh, they need to have their registration info on them at all time. All right. Parking. There is parking. If you're not staying on site in the area right around the convention center, you want to park in lot four, five, six, or seven. So if you, if you just Google or look at the Anaheim convention center, we'll put a link in the show notes, but you want to park in parking lots, four, five, six, or seven. It's like 20 bucks a day. It's not terrible, but uh, you'll enter from the back of the convention center, go through down past hall E and come up into the convention center. So that's your parking information. Also, if you're staying in the Hilton or the Marriott or the Sheraton right by the Weston, I mean, those are all walking distance, the residence in the Spring Hill suites, uh, all of those walking distance, no problems. Uh, but you know, just make sure if you're, you're staying out away from the convention center and coming into parking, you want to look for lots four five, six or seven. Yes. All right. Registration. We talked about it just a minute ago. Registration, we're opening it early again this year. I think last year was maybe the first year we did that, uh, opening it early because of the prayer event that starts at 4 o'clock. Instead, you know, used to registration opened at 4 on Sundays. This year opens at 2 p.m. on Sunday. So here's your registration hours, 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sunday. Monday, 8 to 8. So 8 in the morning to 8 at night. Tuesday, 7.30 to 6 p.m. So if you're coming in just for the day, say you're local to California coming in, registration opens at 7.30 Tuesday morning and then Wednesday, 8 to noon. If you're not getting there until Wednesday, like, come on, let's go. I mean, you need to be there on Tuesday, right? Right. I'm always fascinated by when they when they do the registration count on Wednesday afternoon and it's gotten bigger since Wednesday morning. And I think, all right, like everything that we're voting on is done. Who went and read, like who just wandered around the exhibit hall and did stuff and then finally went and registered at the end when there's nothing left to do. That always is a question in my mind, but Hey, none of my business. So, you know, do what you're going to do, but I would advise folks get your registration as early as you possibly can. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And then final piece on Monday afternoon, uh, there is a non-mandatory, but very helpful orientation for messengers. Yes, non-mandatory, but very helpful. And uh, please don't, this is great for new messengers, but it's great for people who have been around uh, and have been before. We we like to, to give information that can just help equip you for the following days. And uh, even though 
I'm not on staff at the EC anymore. I am getting to participate in that. Uh, Christy Peters and Allison Young um, are really heading that up, but I'm going to get to help and be a part of their team, their teaching team for that. And so we're going to try to make it a lot of fun and interactive and be there to answer any questions as well. And the goal for that is to help people feel like they are ready to go in the next day because things move so fast that, you know, sometimes you're like, what just happened? And the votes already passed. You didn't even know what you were voting on or what, uh, what to do. We want to help people be exactly what it is. It's orientation. We want to help you be oriented before it starts. So please, please consider coming to that. Yes, absolutely. So that is going to be on Monday afternoon. All the information about that location, time, and everything is in the app. You want to download the app. We talked about this on last week's episode. Be sure to download the SBC Annual Meeting app. It's got all the information you need in there. And you'll be able to join Amy and some others for that messenger orientation. One of the important parts of messenger orientation is that we will have a parliamentarian there. And there's also going to be a parliamentarian table in the main hall. So if you have a question about a motion, about an amendment you want to make, something like that. You're free to come up and get professional parliamentarian advice at either the messenger orientation or at the table in the main hall on Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll have a table. Just look for the sign up near the stage and you can come up there and get some help if you have questions or if you just want somebody to review your motion just to make sure it's all in order. We can do that. And that's a great service because, because we want you to be equipped to participate fully in, uh, in the meeting. And so Craig Colbreth typically does a lot of that and he does an incredible job helping people feel prepared and ready. All right, let's jump into the main business. Speaking of making motions, kind of the big piece is going to be the sexual abuse task force report and recommendations that's coming on Tuesday afternoon. You know, if, if you've been listening to this podcast the last couple of weeks, there's a ton of information that we've given about that and go back and review that. There's also a section in the annual meeting app for right. the sexual abuse task force report and recommendations. That's right. So you can just download that. Yes. And also it should be in the bulletin on Tuesday yes, as well, because be. anything that is coming that day is either in the book of reports because it was, you know, known beforehand, maybe some of the EC recommendations, things like that, or it's in the Tuesday bulletin because that's one of the resources that is always provided to you to be able to know exactly what you are voting on. And that's in the app or will be available in printed copies there in the uh, as people are coming in. So you can look at the you can look at the recommendations now in the app or online, and you can also check on Tuesday, especially, you know, just to see here is where they stand as of this morning. This is what is going to be officially brought. Yes. Some other recommendations will be coming from the executive committee. I've got the budget recommendations as well as the North American Mission Board Ministry Assignment Edition of Collegiate Ministry. And then we also have a constitution change this year, Amy. The second year, it was approved the first year last year. This would be the second year of approval right. for uh, changing the Constitution to allow us to do all the elections at once. This That's year, right. if you notice, the elections, you can't do the next one until you get the previous one. Right. And th- this is from a day, this was established, and it's kind of a sort of a best practices thing out there in Robert's Rules. It's from a time when maybe people would run for president, and then perhaps the folks who maybe didn't 
you know, who were not successful in that election, they might then run for another office. And that just is not our typical practice. We typically, you know, that we haven't done that in years and years. And so prevailing wisdom has been you do one and then you wait until that one is done before you do the next one. Um, But generally, because that's not been the way we've approached it, folks are ready to say, hey, this is getting kind of tough because if you have runoffs, and especially if you have a runoff in more than one election, then you're way into Wednesday before you can get to all of them. And so the desire was there to say this domino effect really isn't an issue for us. uh, So let's just let's just do them all at once or kind of do them spaced out in the right way to be able to do them on Tuesday afternoon. But it's a constitutional issue. And so it has to happen two years in a row. Um, So this is not, you know, amending the constitution is a big deal. We want you to take it seriously. Um, But this is something that has been pretty vetted and most people don't have any issues with it. It's just a housekeeping matter to be able to do it. Yeah, it just makes the meeting more efficient, really. Right, and right. doesn't really change the uh, the type of elections. I'm calling it now this year, Amy, though. Are you? No runoffs. Okay. Well, calling we'll see. It. Call them a shot. All right. Other pieces of business. We mentioned motions and resolutions. Uh, obviously, we don't know where the resolutions are. There's two sections of resolutions. We'll talk about that in just a second. But on motions and resolutions, if you want to make an amendment to either one of the recommendations that we have or a motion or uh, want to put a motion in or, you know, amend a resolution in the app, there is a place where you can pre-file that. That's pre-file right. Pre-file your motion or amendment. It's right there on the homepage. You open That's up right. the app, bottom right-hand corner, click on that, put all your information in that email, and it goes straight in. And you still have to go to the mic and do it. That's right. But it so- just makes it more efficient as we move through the, uh, through the meeting. That's correct. So that's a couple of things to note. First of all, if you don't pre-file your motion, you can still make it. So it's yes. not a, this isn't anything to do with the official making of the motion. It's just about efficiency. So you can still go and make it, but it will help you and help the folks who are keeping records to go ahead and have it because they have all the wording of it. So yes. that's one piece. But then the other piece is to remember, just because you pre-file it doesn't mean it was made. It's only made if you get to the microphone. So yeah. this is just about efficiency and that's it. So if you, you know, like last year, we got lots of pre-filed motions, lots of pre-filed amendments, but the person never made it to the microphone for whatever reason, either they changed their mind or someone else made a yeah. similar motion or, or ran, out ran out of time. Yeah. If that happens and you don't make it to the microphone, here is what happens to your pre-filing nothing. It just gets archived and it's done. Um, So in order to be on the record, you still have to make it, but the pre-filing just helps with uh, dispensing with it. It also helps too, because if, if there's a record of it and say it needs to be maybe read to the group, then we've already got it. Like somebody yes. can hand it to the parliamentarians very quickly and then they have it up there to be able to take up to the microphone and read it for the people. So it's just, yes. a, it's just a big help. Yeah, and if you're making a amendment, we will be able to put that on the screens. We did that for the first time last year. We have a better system this year. So if you're amending a resolution, amending a recommendation, whatever it may be, send that in ahead of time. That way we can have things ready to go whenever you get up there to make your amendment and for it to be considered by the body. That's right. So if, if I have it and we, we've gotten it, we can get it on the screens a lot easier and everybody in the room can see your amendment, know what they're voting on, and understand 
what to do there. So that's it uh, on the resolutions and motions. The other big piece of business, we mentioned it uh, about the constitution change, but it's the elections. So Amy, run us through our candidates for SBC president. Yeah. So SBC president, we have at this time, three intended candidates. So always good to remember that that can change at any time. It can become less than three. It can become more than three because you're not nominated until you are nominated. Um, But at this time, Bart Barber, Robin Hathaway and Tom Askell are the three uh, intended candidates that we expect to be nominated. And uh, so that'll be the first election. Yeah. And, uh, and Amy, I'm looking in the app here and I just realized this, both Bart Barber and Robin Hathaway's pictures are of the same pulpit. They're both preaching at Midwestern in that picture. Oh, very interesting. I see that. That's yeah. Means nothing, but it's just fascinating. And as you just mentioned the app, that's also in the app that the, uh, if you click on the officer candidates, then you can actually click on them and see the Baptist press release of those of those candidates. So it gives the announcement and just some basic information so people can look beforehand, see a photo, things yeah. like that. An informed messenger is an effective messenger. That's right. All right. So that brings us to first vice president. And we, we just covered the latest announcement on that one. That was Brad Eubank this past week. And then also Victor Chayasa Rizavon. That's right. That's right. Good job. Good job saying it. Uh, second vice- I've, I've never had the issue. That's right. I know. I know. It's been me. Second vice president, the candidate right now is Alex Sands. So uh, at this point, there's only one announced candidate for second vice president. And uh, in that in that case, um, if no one else comes, if, if that's unopposed, then there will not be an election. It will be sort of considered that it's done and the registration secretary will come and cast the ballot on behalf of the convention. Yep. So Alex would win by one vote. Correct. One to nothing. That's right. So, and and I've been surprised we haven't seen more officer nominations or announcements this past year. Last year, we had a bunch in Nashville, but not this year. So, and that brings us to recording secretary, where there again are three candidates, David Roach, Javier Chavez, and Nathan Finn. Yeah. Missing, Missing from this is... Our recording secretary from the last 25 years. That's right. John Yates, who is stepping down from this role this year. That's right. That's right. So we have three candidates, announced candidates for that one. And then finally, registration secretary, there's only one announced candidate. And I'm excited to be able to talk about this one on here. Don't miss this. This is the speech to hear of the entire week. This is the one thing. If you're going to hear one speech, it'll be the Don Currents announcement speech, the nomination speech for Don Kearns. Okay. Hey, don't, uh, don't set me up too, too much. Uh, be, let, be playing it on the podcast next week. Let's keep those expectations at an appropriate level. So I will be nominating Don Kearns for registration secretary. So it will be my big convention debut. My first time to go to the microphone. Um, not just any microphone, Amy. I know the microphone. I know. Right. 8,000 pairs of eyes. Oh, stop. At you. You're going to make me nervous. So, uh, so everybody be nice. He's especially, not opposed, Amy. You, especially, you could go yeah. up there and go uh, vote for Don. I nominate Don. It would, be, it would be effective. And everyone clap. Um, but be nice. And so um, that, that will be another one. Now, that one will be interesting because uh, assuming that Don stays unopposed, 
typically on that one, he does not come and cast the ballot for the convention because it's for him. So probably at that point, John Yates would come and do that so that Don Currents continues to sort of recuse himself from that moment. But uh, but anyway, that's registration secretary. And that's those are our officer candidates at this time, which, as we said, could change any time between now and next Tuesday. All right. So that's our business. Any other major business you feel like we need to cover here, Anne? I don't think so. You, we were going to discuss resolutions. There's no real resolutions to discuss. No, but yet, just so. to say that it's in two parts. Yes. Then we'll get to that here in just a second. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. it. No resolutions to discuss yeah. at this time. Yeah, because now we're going to talk about the schedule. That's right. And the the annual meeting schedule. Obviously, every year we start on Saturday with crossover, be a bunch of sports camp stuff going on around Southern California, a lot going on there. And then Sunday, we really kind of get things kicked off. Four o'clock in the main hall, Robbie Gallaty, Bill Elif will be leading a prayer time in the main hall. And that leads us right into the pastor's conference at six o'clock. That's right. So we have... Um, the pastor's conference kicking off. Now, I will be curious okay. to see uh, what what the crowd is like on Sunday night, given the fact that it is West Coast. Lots of folks don't leave until after they're done preaching on Sunday. And so it may be that the Sunday crowd is, I mean, obviously the Sunday crowd is probably going to be a little lighter than the Monday crowd. Yeah, it um, always is. Yeah. It'll be more local too. You know, right. a lot of the churches there will be saying, hey, let's go down and go to the event and That's right. watch the pastor's conference on Sunday night. Mark Clifton, he's amazing, and he's preaching Sunday night, so I'll be in okay. there. Okay, excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Were you asking if he's amazing or if he's preaching Sunday night? I don't really know. I think I was just making conversation Okay. when I said, is he? Well, he's both amazing and preaching on Sunday Wonderful. night. Wonderful. That's great. So. That's great. All right. So that's Sunday night. We have the uh, the pastor's conference that evening. Monday morning, that gets kicked off again at 9 a.m. And there are three sessions. There's a 9 to noon session. Then you've got the uh, the NAM lunch. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. And then you've got the afternoon session, which goes till about 4.30. And that's where the, the election is in the afternoon section there on that's Monday. Right. That's where it's scheduled to be. And then on Monday night, it kind of wraps up. That's kind of the, the kind of the, the highlight of the entire pastor's conference. And uh, that, that should be a great thing. Preaching through Colossians this year. All right, there you go. We proclaim him is the uh, the theme there. So, and there'll be a lot of vignettes and things and different uh, other homilies. I think they called them uh, by some of our entity heads and and different leaders in the SBC. So, uh, they're also doing a big offering for Guidestone and Mission Dignity. That's so wonderful. That that's going to be a really cool time uh, highlighting that, highlighting the work of Sin Relief as well throughout the entire pastor's conference. So be sure to be in there if you can on Monday and, uh, you know, kind of stay till the end on Monday night because, you know, it should be a good time at the pastor's conference. Yeah. And then very good Tuesday morning, Amy, we drop the gavel. There we go. Yep. We drop the gavel and it gets started. Um, so Tuesday morning, it's going to be, uh, I like the way this schedule is working together in that we're kind of right out of the blocks with you have the normal stuff that you have to do to begin. Um, but we have a Guidestone financial resources report, and then it goes straight into NAM's crossover report and send relief presentation, and then the IMB sending celebration. Yep, so right we out really, the gate. yeah, so we really come right out of the blocks with uh, sort of the, 
the pinnacle uh, moment, a lot of times of our meeting where with, where we get to see some of the missionaries that are going out. And so that's going to really start us off. And then we have the first uh, introduction of new motions, which remember that's the moment it's, you only introduce your motions. You do not debate them. So anything that comes will just be sent to the committee on order of business to process. Then that's followed by, um, the president's address from Ed Litton, and then there will be um, a report from the credentials committee. They are are coming back after a motion that was brought last year and referred to them. And then the the committee on resolutions report part one. So that's going to be 30 minutes. So the committee on resolutions report has typically that committee has been given an hour for goodness, the last several years, as long as I can remember. Sometimes it's all together. Sometimes it is split up into two parts. It was split last year, I believe, right? Yes, it was. Um, And so the first part will be on Tuesday morning. Yeah. So probably get through about five or six, depending on how Bart counts resolutions. Nicely done. On, two, on Tuesday Yeah, morning. there you go. If you weren't there last year, you don't get that joke. But anyway, so that's Tuesday morning. Then you got lunch on Tuesday. The uh, For the Church event is going on at that time. The women's luncheon as well. Uh, a few things going on at lunch on Tuesday. We'll talk a little bit more about them later. Then we come back Tuesday afternoon, and that's kind of the, the big, big, big business session. Right. You know, that's, that, that's That one's more business than right. any of the others. That's the one where I tell folks, make your plans on Tuesday. Come in. Sit down don't leave. So we start out the sexual abuse task force report is an hour. It's an hour long set aside for that. And then, um, and and so, as we said there, we've already got a sense of what they are going to be bringing. And then we have election of officers kind of kicks off after that. That's where it begins. And then, like we said before, with the constitutional amendment, because we're not there yet, we still have to do them in this order. So we start with uh, the election for SBC president. That's going to be at 320. And then right after that come the committee on committees, the committee on nominations, the executive committee, um, more elections, another uh, time for introduction of new motions. And then we end the day with reports from North American Mission Board, Women's Missionary Union, and the International Mission Board. Yeah. Yep. And we have another officer election at the end. That's right. And it, you know what? If this works out, that actually may be a good thing. Because last year when we had to postpone the officer elections because it didn't feel like we had a quorum in the room. Right. We had to move it to Wednesday morning. Well, right now that would only be one candidate for second vice president if that is the election going on right there. That's right. If we don't have a if we don't have a um, a runoff or anything. Yeah. So, so that, that actually may work out well. Yep. So I, I didn't notice that until just now. So uh, if that happens, it it'd be convenient. So, yes. So that's Tuesday. No Tuesday night session this year, and we kick but back let, off. Let me let Wednesday me say morning. let me just say something about what you just said. But don't leave. Yeah. No. Uh, no, no. Just keep a quorum there all the yep. time. Don't yes. leave. Yes. Yep. Dinner ain't going nowhere. That's right. So it, it'll still be there whenever you get there. So uh, that means on Wednesday morning, we get kicked off again. We have some worship. Abby Maggio, Chris Springer are leading the music this year. And we have the convention sermon right out of the gate on Wednesday morning. That's right. That's Juan Sanchez, senior pastor of High Point Baptist Church in Austin, Texas. And then we move into the fourth election of officers. That will be recording secretary and then uh, executive committee. no... That's right. If no other is happening, then executive committee recommendations, 
Um, and then we have a presentation, uh, Jesus, the center of racial reconciliation, adopting a kingdom race mindset. So that's something that uh, is coming from President Ed Litton and some others, uh, some things they're wanting to roll out. And then finally, the fifth election of officers, which at uh, 10.05, that will be my debut. Writing right that there. down right there. Yeah, there you go. Setting a reminder. That's right. Then, I'll, then we, I'll be in my seat, Amy. It's okay. I'm so glad. Then we go to the joint seminary reports at 10.15. That's a long segment because it's all six of them. They all go uh, kind of one right after the other. And then we have previously scheduled business. That will be if anything needs to be debated yeah. from the day before. Yeah. So say somebody makes a motion and it's something that the convention has to handle there. That's right. where you would slot that in. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. So it could be could be something there. It could not be. Uh, and then another committee on order of business report coming after that. And then uh, it's out to lunch. And so that's when the seminary lunches happen is on Wednesday. Um, so a lot Which of, one are you going to, Aim? Uh, I will be at the Southeastern lunch. Okay. Well, you yeah. said that last year and you weren't there. That's correct. Had some, I, had I was to, at your table and- you right. I ended up having to to work during lunch actually last year. So my plan is to be at the Southeastern lunch this year. All right. That brings us to Wednesday afternoon. So Wednesday afternoon, uh, we have the uh, another Committee on Order Business report, and that's where they are kind of electing the 2023 convention preacher and alternate preacher as well as a music director for that. And then we have the second half of that's right. the resolutions report. So this will be the interesting part of the resolutions report because – you you have the opportunity if a resolution is declined. Right. You have the opportunity. And if there's time left. And if there's time left. So you've yeah. got that. And then I guess you would have to go straight into that as the previously scheduled business, right? Well, it depends on if if it's if there was out. nothing. Yeah, if there was nothing previously scheduled. So yes. it, that's there'll be a lot to to contend with there procedurally to see what time is left, how much time is left, and if they can either extend the time or if there's nothing in previously scheduled business, can the committee on order of business make that change? I don't know. That, that'll be something for everyone to work out. But that's part two, and that's it for resolutions. And then it goes into uh, Standing for Life, Equipping the Church for a Post-Row World, which is a presentation that the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission will bring, and then goes straight into their report at 4.15. Then Lifeway report is at 4.30, and that's it. After that, yep. Willie McLaurin will present the officers, and we're out and headed to dinner, or for those of you uh, East Coasters who maybe just got there on Monday, you're probably headed to the hotel. <laughs> yes, I need my bed now. That's right, because it is going to be almost bedtime on your yes. clock. Yes, so th that's the schedule right there. Uh, you know, really efficient moving through things. It's very similar to what you've seen in the past few years. Whenever we've we've done kind of the same layout, I guess uh, over the past four, five, six years. Uh, this has kind of been the pattern that we've seen. So That's right. uh, everything kind of normal. Again, we mentioned the seminary lunches on Wednesday afternoon. All six seminary will all six seminaries will be having their lunch. Probably be the biggest gateway lunch ever. Uh, I being, bet. Basically, right in their backyard. So that, yeah. that's really exciting for them. I know they're really pumped about that. They're having people to the to the campus during the event as well. So uh, a lot going on over at Gateway this next week. So uh, really exciting time for them. All right. We mentioned other events to note. Amy, what other events should we make note of? The EC meeting is on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Yep. That that will be interesting. You know why? Why? Because we're electing new officers, That's new right. chairman. That's we have a right. new chairman to elect. Yeah. So um, I, I've heard that Stacey Bramlett will not be running for vice chair, so that won't be open as well. So new chair, new vice chair, at least 
for yes. the SBC Executive Committee. Uh, so that's going on. There'll be other elections for secretary as well as the other committee chairman uh, as after that those two elections. Yeah. And there's also going to be obviously possible discussion about some other mo- some other items of business. So a lot of things can change between now and Monday before the annual meeting. So that is happening in the Marriott in one of the big ballrooms there. I don't have the name of the ballroom in front of me, uh, but that will be in the Marriott. But, and last year that room was packed out for the EC meeting. I made sure that we got a bigger room. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. So we, we have 700 seats in there this time. So it should be plenty big enough for folks. If you're there on Monday morning, want to be able to come over and see that on Monday morning, 10 a.m in the Marriott there uh, right next to the convention center and the CP stage and the exhibit hall. That's another thing to hit and make sure you you be a part of, check out the discussions going on there. Hit the whole exhibit hall because I know we we talk about events, but the exhibit hall in itself, that's an event all to its own. Oh, absolutely. And I'm actually hoping I'll get more chance to walk around the exhibit hall than I have in the last few years. So I didn't hardly go in there at all last year. I know. I was so busy with everything else that I did not get to go in there Hardly at all. Yep. My Monday afternoon is looking, I wouldn't say it's open, but it's looking promising. Like you got a chance. Well, yes, speaking, I got a chance. Speaking of that, something that is a great opportunity in the exhibit hall, but you need to make an appointment is for the wellness booth at Guidestone. Yes. You can actually get a personalized wellness screening and report that you can take to your family doctor. It includes blood pressure, total cholesterol, HDL, glucose readings. It is completely free. It only takes 15 minutes and you can actually schedule an appointment in the app. And so if you know you're going to be headed to the exhibit hall, go ahead and do that. It's free. It's a great opportunity. Yes. Do that. Like you said, it's in the app right there. Just click on the, uh, the wellness info and it'll take you to a electronic scheduler. Mm -hmm. Put your time in there, put your information in there and then just show up, show them your, your appointment and you're ready to roll. So be sure to do that. So one of the great things we've been able to partner with Guidestone over the past couple of years to get that out there. Uh, People be getting an email about that this week as well. So uh, do check that out. And like you said, that's a a great benefit for you. The exhibit hall hours, eight to six on Monday, eight to six on Tuesday, eight to two on Wednesday. So every morning, eight o'clock, not open on Sunday, but in the mornings, eight to six, eight to six, eight to two, uh, the three days. So two and a half days to get in there and check that out. All right, Amy, women's events. We've talked about this a lot over the past few years, a lot more women's events now than there were ever before. Yes. And uh, exciting, exciting events this year. Yeah. So this year it's, I mean, it's really come down to uh, three kind of main ones because some groups have consolidated. So on Monday morning, basically all morning from uh, when the pastor's conference starts until like 12 o'clock is the SBC women's session. And so uh, where it's partnering with uh, the SBC pastor's wives Um, which is a group that's been putting this session on for a long time, as well as Women in Work and the SBC Women's Leadership Network. So there's going to be speakers. Jen Wilkin is speaking. There's a couple of panels. It's going to be really great and exciting. You do not have to have a ticket. You can just come. Uh, It's you should definitely check that out. 
And then on Tuesday is the minister's wives luncheon, which is always a packed out event. I do believe it is sold out at this point, although there may be a waiting list or a way to get some, some tickets. I saw something the other day that they, they have a few tickets they have available. a few left. Okay. A few available. Very good. So and I, go Monday morning, yeah. first thing, and check that and out. And see if you can. And I believe Jennifer Rothschild, I think, is the speaker at that. Then uh, Wednesday morning is the Southeastern women's leadership breakfast. Jen Wilkin is going to be speaking at that. Uh, Last I looked, there were still some tickets available for that. So those three are happening. And then also I've already kind of thrown this out there. I want to hear Jen Wilkin. Can I go to that? um, I don't know. You should check. I'm a Jen Um, Wilkin fan. Oh, she's, she's fantastic. She's at the thing on Monday too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, also something that I've thrown out in the the pod, by the way. Yes. Okay, I let, let, I'm let, not letting you move on, am I? Let me finish. Okay. I've already thrown this out in the SBC Women's Leadership Network Facebook group, but my I am planning as well because we are we've been partnering, like I said, with the Monday event. But I'm going to do some scouting out to find maybe some good sort of open public areas to do sort of a pop up event, That's right. maybe on Monday Amy's or Tuesday party night. Rave. Yeah. Um, no, uh, that's not what we're going to call it, but anyway, uh, and I'll be posting that in the Facebook group and then, uh, we'll do some stuff from the women's leadership network, social accounts, things to, uh, just say, Hey, come here. And it is, it's networking only. That's why we're going to be able to do it in sort of a more public spot that just, we're going to go hang out over here. Anybody who wants to, to come and meet other women, talk and visit, stay as long as you want. Because one of the great things about the Women's Leadership Network events on uh, usually it's um, Monday night, sometimes Tuesday night. One of the great things about those events has just been the opportunity for women to meet one another and make connections. And so even though we're doing uh, program-wise the Monday morning event, we still wanted to make some opportunities for women to connect with others. And so be looking for that. That's just going to be kind of a, a thing that is put out on social media about that. And maybe maybe I can get SBC this week can put it out too to say, hey, here's where the pop-up event's going to be. All I'm hearing is uh, like Amy's trash in her hotel room with a rave or something like that. But I uh, don't, that is, I don't know why you're hearing that because that is not at all what I said. But oh, okay. anyway, be on the right. lookout, folks. So that sounds like fun. And uh, a couple of other events. Uh, we mentioned the NAM lunch, Tim Hawkins special guest for the NAM lunch this year. Be sure to, if you have tickets for that, it's going to be in Hall A. That's where all the NAM events, the big NAM stuff is going on in Hall A. So the opposite end, if you come through the glass doors, go to your right. That's where NAM will be set up. Tim Hawkins is the guest for their um, Monday lunch. So that should be a a fun time over there. And then also one of the uh, popular crowd favorites, the B21 lunch this year is not a lunch. It's It's kind of a breakfast time thing. It's not even a breakfast. It's just a, a panel right. on Tuesday morning. And uh, that's going to feature, you know, the, the kind of the usual suspects. You've got um, Danny Aiken, Al Mohler. I think Bart Barber is going to be on there. I think Tom Askell is supposed to that's stop right. by as well. And Dana Hall McCain, good friend that's of the right. pod, and Juan is going to be on there. And yes. Juan Sanchez. And Juan Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. It should be a very interesting panel discussion there at the B21 event. Again, that's going to be in the morning on Tuesday this year. I think there's still some tickets available for that as well yeah. instead of the lunchtime. And at lunch, that uh, leaves the For the Church luncheon 
as kind of like one of the big lunch options on Tuesday. And as you mentioned, you know, Tom Askell, I think uh, Tom Askell and Bart Barber are both at the Baptist 21 panel. Tom Askell, I think, is stopping by for a while because uh, the Conservative Baptist Network is hosting an event and he will be going to that uh, because he's supposed to be on that. So he's got a very busy schedule that morning. Uh, to head from uh, event to event. So lots of morning options on Tuesday, like you said, Lifeway breakfast. And then for the church lunch on Tuesday, uh, which has a number of different speakers. Yeah. As well. And and one thing to we wanted to highlight, the SBC Voices group, uh, many of you are familiar with that website, they're having a, a breakout really on like trauma-informed ministry Yes, at, that night. So that's something to be sure to check out. Yeah, they're going to have a panel and it really is... From what I understand, it is designed to resource churches. Okay, so that's the ancillary events to note. There's a lot more, like we said, in the app. I mean, all the state conventions, it seems, are having something, you know, for alumni and friends and um, of, you know, Samford or uh, Chriswell, things like that. So, I mean, they're all, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Union University as well is having something. So uh, a lot of those that typically have events that you've probably been to before, be sure to hit those up again this year. All right, Amy, last piece, what to do other than the SBC annual meeting in Southern California? Uh, I know very little about this because I have only ever really spent a lot of time in San Diego. So you're going to have to be the tour guide here. Well, San Diego's not far. San Diego's not far. Yes. And they've got a world-class zoo, obviously, the San Diego Zoo and Gardens. Uh, down there. And, and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff to do in San Diego. It's It's an amazing place. Great town. Yes, an amazing place. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's also obviously theme parks around the Los Angeles area, obviously the one right down the street, a lot to do for anybody. Um, And also you've got Gateway Seminary and California Baptist University, who sponsored our Road to Anaheim this year. Uh, Just gorgeous campus out there in Riverside. If you're out on that side of town, uh, you can check out California Baptist University and also Gateway, which is up in Ontario. If you're flying into Ontario Airport, just look out the plane and you'll see Gateway. You'll see it's, it. There it it's is. It's right there. It's like right off. It's like, you know, go to the runway, take a right, and it's okay. right there. There you go. So it's it's literally right there. So also uh, the Angels are playing their home, I think, through Sunday. And then the Dodgers pick up and their home like Monday through the rest of the other week. So if you're there early, you can catch an Angels game. I'm going to be yep. at one, I think, on Friday night. And then yep. the Dodgers games are like at, if you want to catch one after the convention. Yeah. And tons of other, tons of other things, obviously to do in the LA area, go to the beach, go to Santa Monica, you know, all these other places. We're going to go over to Hollywood, uh, stay in a few extra days and doing like a Warner brothers studio tour. I think that's, that's the one like the tonight shows. uh, Yeah. Something like that. That's the one that was recommended to us as as the best one was the Warner brothers studio tour. And there's a lot of different ones they have. We're, we're not doing this one because we're going with Drew, uh, bring, you know, the, we'll be taking him, but, um, there's like one that's a classic movies one. It takes you to sets where lots of class old, old movies were filmed and and things like that. So, uh, I think that that should be fun. And so tons of things that you can do in the area, uh, restaurants, Jonathan, you've been going there several times for site visits. Give us, give us some recommendations here. Yeah. So I, I I mean, these are just places that I've found that I've really enjoyed and I'll, I'll go through the ones that are nearby first. Cali tacos, in Anaheim, kind of the orange California area. It's amazing. I, I really like that one. That's the place that Amy, that I showed you the picture of it. I had the burrito the size of my forearm that day. It's called the angel and it's stuffed with shrimp and French fries and okay. all kind of stuff. It's amazing. 
and it's like 10 bucks, but it, it feeds like a family of eight. So I couldn't okay. finish it. It it was it was really really good. Uh, also, if you're if you want to go down to the beach in that area, there's some really great beachfront dining in Newport Beach at Blue Water Grill. That's a, a really good place, and then Laguna Beach at Las Brisas. Uh, those are two of the places that I've actually had a chance to go to over the last year or so. And then a couple of great places my wife really loved. Then downtown Orange and downtown Fullerton both have kind of like your historic downtown areas mm-hmm. kind of walk around shops different things like that in orange my wife really liked the earth cafe that's u-r-t-h not e-a-r-t-h but okay. u-r-t-h cafe uh and then in downtown fullerton at the corner of harbor and wilshire there's the green bliss cafe okay. that she loves so if you're into like uh you know acai bowls healthy california you know food that type stuff those two places were really really good so uh she came out when we were out there um, you know, we went out there for a family vacation and found a couple of places and she loved those two places, but the downtown Fullerton and downtown orange, California, they had these great little downtown areas. Uh, the orange one is really cool. Cause it's got a little square and, you know, courthouse kind of thing. Right. Very similar to what you'd see back here, except yeah. for palm trees. And then, uh, one more thing, if you're flying into Burbank, all right. So say you're flying into Burbank and you're getting there around dinner time and you're a big fan of pupusas, like I am the pupuseria del Val is amazing it okay. is the best el salvadoran food that i've ever had and uh it's up in burbank i had to pick my wife up there one time whenever she flew out for a college visit with ethan so uh we, we did that on the back side of one of our trips and i picked them up in burbank and i i was up there early and i went to this pupuseria and it was phenomenal so awesome those are those are my my choices and my uh, recommendations and you know, there's all kind of other stuff. So there's a lot of more people out there in, in California that probably give you some info uh, around the convention center. There's not a whole lot to eat though. Um, I mean, not like these kind of places. There's a lot of chain stuff, Denny's, Tony Roma's, IHOP, that kind of thing. Uh, I will say that the restaurant at the Weston is very good. It's called Puesto. It's okay. a kind of tacos, a little pricey for what you get. I, I was like really it's disappointed in the pricing. Yeah. yeah, it's hotel restaurant prices, you know, not okay. like I'm eating somewhere else restaurant prices. But it was a little pricey, but it's still really good. Puesto is it's one of my favorite places. I've eaten at it in San Diego, and uh, the prices were not hotel restaurant prices in San Diego. Right. Uh, but but the one, in, the one in Anaheim there is a little bit on the pricier side. But anyway, that's, uh, that's my take on the, the things to do and see in Southern California. Well, I'm very much looking forward to it. I have not spent a ton of time in the LA area, so I am excited to get to do that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not nearly what people kind of make it out to be, I think. I, I've really enjoyed my time out there. Great. And, uh, these, these downtown areas in Orange and Fullerton. Amy, you would love downtown Orange, California. All right. Absolutely love it. So well, Maybe I'll get to check it out. Uh, yeah, please do. And uh, folks, I mean, there's a lot of other things. You can find all kinds of stuff to do in California. There's just so much to do in the Los Angeles area. But uh, if you have any questions, tweet us, hit us up, and uh, let us know. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week, Amy, as we preview SBC 22. All right. Well, we'll be back. This is dropping as a special preview episode on the Monday, a week before the convention. Uh, we will have our regular episode on Friday. Yeah, we'll be recording that one in Anaheim. That's right. So don't forget to pack your microphone. I I will not. Well, Amy, I'll see you next week. See you later this week.